0: All right, welcome back to the More Than Different Podcast. C Mac not in the building today. Actually out in LA. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, we talked about that. I just got back from LA. C Mac was sent out there for work. Uh, I think he booked a surfing lesson for the uh, his last day. So what a what a psycho, but I love it. So we got a good guest today, Jada Turley. Gonna be a senior at Tufts, plays on the Tufts men's basketball team. Uh, I've known Jay for a while, played in the same AU program as me with Middlesex Magic, a few years above me, great friend, someone I respect a lot. And he also works for Gold Standard Hoops. We had Coach Giordano, the founder of Gold Standard Hoops, on the podcast about a month and a half ago. It was an awesome episode. Matter of fact, he sung Jay's praises in that episode. So it's great to have Jay on. Jay, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's a long time coming, man.
0: It is. Yeah, we got, I got a good story because th- I saw Jay about uh, what was it about two weeks ago at a little yeah, two party in, in Somerville at some. I know someone on the Tufts <laughs> basketball team and I, I uh, ran into Jay serendipitously and he was saying he listens to the pod. I said, let's get you on the fucking pod. So uh, it was meant to be. It yeah, was it was to meant be. to be. I'm <laughs> glad we made it happen. And this is going to be good stuff. But uh tell a little bit about yourself, where you're at. Uh you're going into your senior year. So you're starting to, you know, starting to see that next step, um, looking into your future and how you're making that pivot. Talk about talk a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, man. So like I said, going over like you said, going into senior year. Um, it's crazy how fast it goes. I was I was a freshman during the whole COVID nineteen stuff. So it's crazy. Like, I still remember, like, last, like it feels like yesterday, moving in, wearing a mask, like, not being able to, like, really go out and meet everybody. And now going into my senior year, like, it's true what they say, like, it flies by. Um, but I've had a blast. And like you said, like, kind of looking now into next steps, like, what's that? What's after? What's after undergraduate? And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm in a I feel like I'm in a unique position because at school, I'm a I'm a psychology major, clinical psychology Um, and I'm interested in pursuing that. Like I think mental health, like that's a great field. I want to get into it. Um, I'm passionate about it. Um, like the treatment side of it, the research side of it. So at Tufts, like I do a ton of work. I work in a research lab at Tufts during my free time, um, about 10 hours a week. So it's funny, like I have that whole angle where I'm looking into graduate school programs to go get my PhD and, um, clinical psychology. And then on the flip side like i love hoops man like you know like i've played basketball since i was about 4 years old this is my third summer now working working with gold standard and i'm um, coach g and i love coaching too like i love i love training i love coaching so i got i got a couple of things to figure out this senior year about about which path to choose and kind of see how how they intersect but i'm i got those two angles going for me right now and i'm very excited for senior year
0: yeah those are we uh we talked about it on the podcast before, but but uh like the key in life is creating good problems and those are uh, those are good problems to have is uh you got a bunch of different paths you can go down and uh you're in a great spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what you what you do. It's great seeing um what you're doing. I mean you're starting to really you've been doing a lot of training, right? This you know the how when did you really yeah. start to wanna take that seriously? I know Coach G uh, talked about on the pod about you coming mm-hmm. to him being like, Hey, I want to take this serious. I want to take this to the next step and, and, uh, pursue this and, and show you that I'm really passionate about it. What was, what was that epiphany? And when did that kind of hit you that you wanted to teach the game? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it actually started, I gotta, I gotta shout out my guys over at Boston elite basketball, um, Kenny Smalls and Terrell Hollins. Cause those are the, those are the two guys that got me into it back in high school I um I helped those two out with their workouts when I was in high school it was for a couple extra bucks, um, sophomore and junior year of high school. And then I kind of took a break um obviously during COVID, didn't really do much, but then I started working out actually with G um up at Tufts because he had just started gold standard, like literally a couple months before um we started training with them, all the guys up at Tufts. And I asked him, I was like, are you looking for any help? Like, I kind of missed it. Like, I liked working with the kids. And he was like, definitely, man, like at that point in time, it was literally just him. So I was the first first guy that, that he picked up um, to work with him. And that's first summer, so summer going between my freshman and sophomore year, I was kind of expecting it to kind of just be like a very casual, like kind of laid back, just kind of help G out, rebound a little bit. Um, but like, you know how G is like, he yeah. always says nothing casual. And like, we, we grinded that whole summer. And that's kind of when I fell in love with the coaching side. Cause I had never really done it on my own. i had always been helping somebody else out. And I think that summer I trained with about 20 to 25 different kids all throughout the summer, um, all on my own, which was a crazy, crazy step forward. Cause like I was writing workout plans. I was meeting parents, like doing all that stuff. So G kind of pushed me out of that comfort zone that first year, that first summer, two summers ago. And honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened because I really fell in love with it. I love, I love seeing a kid's face when something clicks with them, when I'm able to kind of teach them a part of the game that they hadn't realized yet. And when they make that connection and like, say like shooting wise, like I help them fix their jumper and they start seeing the results. It's like, That's the most rewarding thing for, at least for me as a coach, where it's like, there's a clear step that I help them take and they're very excited for it. And when the clients are appreciative, like I've gone through now two full summers and at the end of every summer, like I got five or 10 kids, like writing me a letter saying how much they appreciated my time. Like I've had clients come to my games at tough. So it's like creating those relationships with these kids and with their parents is really just like, that's kind of unbeatable. It's a good feeling.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about. Really, is is impacting and and giving back your knowledge and your experience. Now, what do you think? You talked about one of the more rewarding parts of of coaching and teaching the game. What do you think as a player is the most rewarding part of basketball? Because I think there's a I, I've now I have one year of college basketball under my belt, and um, definitely different than high school. But you've you've been through more than me. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. has been so rewarding about the game of basketball to you?
1: I think for me, the most rewarding part is honestly probably, like, all, like, the relationships that you make throughout it. Um, like, it sounds kind of corny, but, like, you know how it is. Like, yeah. like me and you, we met through basketball, and now, like, we're doing stuff like this. So, I think it's just such a, like, gateway to meeting so many different people, like, so many different environments, and you just create it. Like, I have friends that I played with all the way back in, like, fifth grade. That I'm still friends with that, like I'm still talking to. And like without basketball, I never would have met them. So basketball has been such like a way to meet people. Like I've played, I've been lucky enough to play all over the country, all over the country at different camps, different tournaments, where you just meet random people. The next thing you know, like down the road, you hit them up again, you text them and like see how it is. So I've met so many, so many great people through the game that like you really just can't beat it. And I'm sure you kind of feel the same way.
0: Definitely. I you realize cuz basketball is hard you know it's challenging especially at college level but at all levels you face mm-hmm. challenges and like when you you know your teammates like you you realize when you go through something hard together like and then you look back it's so rewarding and and you have a level of relatability with guys where like we went through something difficult or we went through something together that not others others couldn't understand cuz they weren't a part of it and those mm-hmm. bonds and those conversations and like Looking back is always just a great time. I'm real close with a lot of my Magic teammates. A lot of yeah, a lot of my t- players I played with growing up, and obviously your college teammates too. I'm always close with my mm-hmm. my guys at Emerson. But um, yeah, basketball is so rewarding in that way. I'll yeah, I'm I'm it's starting yeah, even though I'm i still got plenty more time playing in college, but i I'm already starting to feel what I've heard so many times from older guys, my brother who just finished playing, but like, you know, it goes by fast. You're going to miss it when it's gone and you hear it. And when you have so much time left, you, you know, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other, but I'm starting to
1: understand. Yeah, it. yeah.
0: I'm starting to feel it a little earlier and being like, damn, I really, really will miss this. Cause it's, it's special now taking it back a little, is there something? Cause you know, how, how kill even when we were, know younger and you go climbing the ranks you think you know what college basketball is but you really don't is there something you wish you knew when you were 16 15 whatever early in your high school years is there something you wish you knew back then that you now know
1: yeah i think i think for me personally like especially going through the high school part of it like with the whole recruiting process is that I constantly tried to compare myself to the kids around me and like the teammates I had and how they were progressing and how they were getting recruited by colleges. And I thought that like, if I wasn't getting recruited by the same level of school that they were, then I wasn't as good as them or that I wasn't going to have as good of an experience instead of just kind of focusing on myself and getting to that point. And I feel like when I accepted that, like I ended up in the right spot for me like going to a Division three school in Tufts, like when I got to Tufts and I realized that this is the right spot for me, this is the right level, I just fell in love with it all over again. Like it was just such like a moment that clicks. Like not comparing myself to to my teammates in high school was a big part of kind of like getting ready for college, like being excited about where I was going and not feeling like, oh, I'm going to a D3 school. Like I'm not as good as the guys going to a D1 school. Like this isn't going to be as fun. Like once I accepted that this is the best spot for me, I'm gonna like I'm gonna work hard here. I'm gonna have a blast here. Like I got to school, I was ready to go, I was fired up. And then also like when I got to campus, like just soaking it all in, like learning from the older guys. Like when I came in my freshman year, the team was fresh off the school's ever first league title, and I was the only freshman. So I was walking into a walking into a group that had just accomplished something that no other group at Tufts has ever done. And I was the new kid. So, like kind of leaving my ego at the door that year, even though yeah. despite us not having a season, like we s- still worked out. Like checking my ego at the door was the best thing I ever did. And not coming in like some hot shot, like like I'm gonna kind of change the team. It's like just learning from all the guys who had been before it. I think that was something that helped me adjust. Cause then they also respected me for that as well. It was a give and take. Like I listened to them and they're also gonna respect me and try to help me along with it.
0: Yeah, I think that that in itself is what's so great about college sports and college basketball is I've noticed. um, Yeah, well, you think you're on top of the world when you're in high school. And then, you know, when you go to college, inevitably you get humbled because you're just you're a little little fish in a big pond. You're around grown men. um, And if you don't put yourself in that place, then they'll put you in it. So it's yeah, you get your ego checked for sure, and and it's it's important to for that to happen because if you don't have any humility, then, yeah, you're just walking around with your head cut off and thinking bigger than yourself. So so were you really strung on playing Division One, like, in high school? Was that kind of aspiration for a while?
1: I think, like, definitely, yeah. Like, every kid yeah, everyone you know, like, growing up, like, they always dream about, like, like, for me, like, I used to run around in my driveway and pretend I was playing for Duke, like, at yeah. Cameron Indoor, like, hitting shots there. And it's, like, as as I grow up, and especially I was lucky enough to play on an AAU team with the Middlesex Magic that, like, we played. We had games where we played in front of 30-plus Division One coaches, like, yeah. a bunch of D2, a bunch of D3 schools. So I was lucky enough to play in front of them, be exposed to them, like I talked, I talked to numerous division one schools, but I just like, I ended up going to division three and it's like at the time in high school, I struggled with it because kids around me, like were talking to the same schools and they were getting offered by these schools. And I think like I just mentioned, like once I accepted that I'm going to have my own path and it might not be as similar to the ones next to me, but that doesn't mean a that I'm not as good as a player. B like I'm not as worth like worth as them. Like that's kind of when it all clicked for me when I kind of accepted it that I'm just gonna focus on the schools recruiting me and end up in the best spot possible because I think a lot of kids like kind of get hung up on this like Division One or bust route and like 100%. there's so much high level basketball at Division Two and Division Three. Like I didn't even realize that really until like, I didn't realize it until I got to Division Three how good some of these dudes are. Like there are dudes that we play against that could go up and play division one and just bust everybody's ass. Like no 100%. questions about it.
0: I agree. Yeah, so it's I- like,
1: once I got, once I got around and realized that it was like, uh, like this whole division one or bust thing is just so blown out of proportion now in AAU, especially, but it's so hard not, not to get caught up in it. Cause like, that's all like the, like all the offers, like that stuff's great. But once I realized, like, the level of basketball, like, there isn't too much drop-off, like, that really clicked for me.
0: Yeah, I remember I was, I think it was, like, my freshman year of high school, and I had some some high ambitions. Wanted to, you know, yeah, same with you. Like, you, you think you can play at UNC or something. I remember my dad asking me, he was like, and my sister at this point was at Amherst, so she's similar experience to you. She played basketball and soccer there at an unbelievable school, great league. And my brother, I think, was just starting his college career at WPI, a great school. And I remember he asked me, he was like, if you could go to Williams and they wanted you really bad, or you go to, I don't even want to say the school, he said, but a a lower division one school, (laughs) academic, um, and they offered like, and they wanted you to play there. And I was like, I'm going D1. I don't care what school it is. I was so ignorant and oblivious to both the level of basketball division three and also the experience of like being a student athlete at a division three school getting also that experience of like being uh just a regular college student a little bit and and being able to experience college because yeah division one i mean division three is a grind never mind division one but yeah Mm. once you once you release that burden or expectation of like I need to go to one. Otherwise, like it feels like I didn't exceed expectations or maximize myself. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, that's, that's not what measures success. So I, I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. Now let's get into the uh, just like the men's because this is good because maybe I'll learn a little something from you as a little psychologist, <laughs> um, but like the mental side of competing in basketball, because it's, you know, people say like that's 90 percent of of what it is is mental. And I don't know, you can argue the percentage, but it's a huge part of basketball. It's a game of confidence. It's a game of, um, not beating yourself up. How, I guess we could say how have things you've learned in your major, uh, being, you know, pursuing psychology, has that helped you, um, as you're, mm-hmm. as you're kind of as a competitor and maybe wisdom you're given some of the kids you're teaching the game to.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think a like majoring in psychology, learning about that stuff helps, but also coaching, being on the other side of the game and having to coach players who are going through that struggle gives you such a like gave me such a great perspective on being a player and going through it, if that makes sense. So like, I get to see the kid get frustrated with missed shots and I can relate to him, but I also understand how to talk him like off of it and not get discouraged so having that perspective as a coach has been so good so now it's like when I go into a game and I miss like my first four shots it's like I'm not getting down on myself because I know as a coach I'd be like hey like next shot mentality like reminding him of all this stuff like you know like the classic like coach stuff like next shot like just move on and it's true like as a coach like I say that all the time now But as a player, like, you hear but you don't really, like, listen or comprehend it when you're in, like, the heat of the game. Like, you're so frustrated. You just want to make a shot. But having that perspective as a coach has helped me as a player kind of move on from, like, making the mistakes. And I think, like, especially, like, I want to shout out, like, Coach G. Like, he's been – so he coached me Middlesex Magic with karate. And, like, you know, those two guys are, I think, some of the best coaches, like, A player can have especially on like the mental side and supporting so I learned so much I learned so much from them um throughout and also my high school coach coach Salaski at Rivers like I've been so lucky to have so many good coaches in my life that have helped me kind of learn how to deal with the mental side of the game where it's like where now like I can get I feel like I can get over like pretty much anything that's thrown at me in a game whether it's like not getting enough playing time, missing shots when I'm out there, like playing poorly, being frustrated. Like I've been through it all. I've had coaches to help me through it all. Where now it's just like second nature, just kind of move
0: on. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's such a valuable skill because a lot of people lack it and they get very distraught. We've all been there where you just get distraught or your confidence is just shot. Mm -hmm. if, If you don't play a lot or you're missing shots or someone busts your ass, but, um, you know, a lot of confidence obviously comes from preparation, but a lot of it also comes from your own self-talk. Like, is there the things you tell yourself in your head? Obviously you have the voices of, you know, you as a coach, what you say to you as a player, but are like, are those, are there certain things you go to in game? Like, I know I'll try to go to some things. Like if I'm at the free throw line in a clutch moment, I'll be like, know drill these like you're gonna drill these because that's what i'd want to hear from a teammate or a coach like you're about to go drill these so tell Mm -hmm. myself that is there are there things you tell yourself
1: yeah so i would say definitely everything that i do like i've learned to not let stuff be my own fault like i'm gonna work my ass off in the off season before a game before practice like getting extra shots up getting extra reps So I know in those moments I've done literally everything I can to prepare myself for this moment that I'm so confident in myself and all the work that I've put in that I'm not even like expecting to miss. Like you said, like being like at the free throw line, it's like, I've made a thousand, I've made thousands and thousands of free throws in practice outside of games where it's like, it's not even like a thought that I'm going to miss this. So I think the biggest thing is just, myself is preparing the best i can so if something goes wrong i can look at myself and be like i did the best i could to prepare for that moment and maybe it just wasn't good enough but i know i can sleep at night because i didn't leave anything on the table in the off season like resting or anything like i put all the work i possibly could in that i'm the best version of myself and i just like i feel confident in that i feel confident in all the work that i put in
0: yeah feel that peace i like that a lot all right, well, let's transition into uh, mm-hmm. a few questions we always ask our guests. And Coach Giordano, still to this day, probably has the worst response we've seen. Um, but what are your best <laughs> habits and uh, what are your worst habits? Let's start with your best habits.
1: My best habits? Uh, that's a good question. I think my best habits is that I'm an extremely organized person, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what like task it is, so, like workout-wise, like I'm very organized about when I'm gonna go, what I'm gonna do. Like, there's no like walking around, no wasted time. Um, and same like schoolwork, it's like I'm very organized with all that stuff. Like planners, like planning everything out, being on top of my stuff. So I think my best habit is definitely how organized I can be. But I think my my worst habit, I'm actually I'm I'm starting to shake it. But I got work. I got a bad habit of pushing everything to the last minute like I can plan it out, but like I'm planning it out to the very last second that I need to get it done. Um, but it's funny cause I, I work with G and he's always on me about, about getting my stuff in, getting like my client workouts in a little bit earlier, but I procrastinate a little bit. Like I'll plan it out, but it will be planned out to the very last second possible.
0: So are you planning out your day in the morning? Like you say you're organized, like that's a it's more of a quality so are you like planning out your day is that the habit
1: Yeah. So, like when i like especially during the school year like you know how it is with like practice and like you got workouts and school and everything so like i'll wake up and like while i'm eating my breakfast like i have a planner that i'll just write down i'll be like all right class at this time and this time in between i'm going to go to the library and do this amount of homework and get that done. And then after practice, I'm going to go get shots up and then come back and eat dinner. So it's like, especially during the school year, I found like I sit down every morning and I just write all my stuff out for the day. So like, I I can just go through my day and there's no like, Oh, like I got 30 minutes here. Like, what should I do? Like everything's kind of planned out, planned out for the day.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a good one. I've been working on that too, myself this summer. I'm not great at it, but I, uh, yeah, because I'll have just down periods where I'm like, uh, oh, what should I do right now?" Because, and it's like I yeah. should just plan it out that way. I don't, ha- I avoid those mm-hmm. those moments. It's helpful,
1: yeah, because it's easy. To, it's easy to slip away and just end up sitting on the couch. And next thing you know, it's like hour and a half goes by, and you're like, "Damn, like yeah. I have so much homework to do now."
0: Yeah, the old the old. Let me take a quick ten minute nap turns into an <laughs> hour and a half. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Brutal. I I don't miss that. So, yeah. So, uh, would you consider playing a fifth year? Because do you have the fifth year? You do have the fifth year, right? Are you the last? My freshman.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the last. I'm the last class to have the fifth year. Um, Yeah. So that's like another thing. Kind of goes back to trying to figure out what's next after senior year. Um, Because like I love Tufts. Tufts has been such a good spot for me um you know like I love the people I love the school I love the location and I love like I love playing hoofs like it's I've like I said I've been playing it since I was 13 and like it's crazy like you kind of get to college and you start seeing the end of it so it's like I do like I do like the idea of holding on holding on to for one last year um but I also understand when it's time to move on and I, I'm th- I'm definitely considering it but I think if I had to choose right now, I'll probably move on um and either like pursue a graduate degree somewhere, or you try to stay in coaching at some level. um But I think right now I'd probably pass out, pass on that last year. But nothing's out of the question yet. Yeah, I haven't, right. I haven't said no. Nothing's out of the question. I'm keeping, I'm keeping everything open, like I said, until the very last second that yeah. I got to decide.
0: No, I'm. Um, uh, you're gonna have a huge senior year. I'm fired up because we play you guys again at Tufts um you were gonna get it done again this year yeah i can't wait that'll be awesome that'll be a full circle moment for us but uh i realized it too like i'll downplay not downplay but in the last few years like i i basketball has just become so normal in my life and something i love doing but i recently have just been realizing like how much i love it like whether i i push that part away about how much i love it or like i obviously i try not to associate um just who i am with basketball it's something i do it's not who i am but at the end of the day like i love Mm -hmm. it so much like i yeah i've been realizing that more and more lately like it is just the the greatest game and it's yeah Mm -hmm. it teaches you so much just like uh, the mental side of things how to deal with adversity and it's just fun man it's fun so regardless you Just, think you want to stay in the game involved
1: A yeah, 100 man like like you said like i love the sport like it was something actually it kind of clicked more last year um because one of our seniors last year tyler aronson like me and him like we played in high school together we played at tufts together um and i remember someone he said he was like you gotta like every time you step on the court or in the weight room like You gotta realize, like, there's a certain there's a there's a certain number of these that you have left every single time you step on the court. And you gotta treat every single one. Like if you truly love it, you gotta treat every single one like it's your last. And that's something that just really clicked with me. Like, I'm sure you do it, but like all those off season workouts, like in the weight room, like all like the sprints that we do, like they stink in the moment, like they suck, like I hate them. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I love them. Because, like, like, we're all our teammates are in it together. Like, you're with this group of guys that, like, you spend so much time with. So, it's, like, I definitely don't want to give that up. Like, I, I love being a part of a team. I love going through, like, those hardships with guys. Um. So, whatever – however I can stay in it, like, whether it's coaching, whether it's training, like, however it is, I'm definitely not – I'm definitely not giving up basketball just because I'm not on a team playing anymore,
0: yeah i can't i i think i'm gonna walk away from the game but i'm not gonna walk away from the game i'll be involved in some form maybe we'll start up an mtd AU hey, program or something but uh hey, if
1: you need a coach just let me know
0: yeah oh, yeah. Coach, just let hey, me know. yeah we're gonna have to uh yeah i'm gonna have to really give you a better offer than g because i bet g doesn't <laughs> let you go yeah but uh all right, let's ask one final question. I know you got a buzz. You actually got a summer league game, right? So let's um yes,
1: what sir. does
0: let's see, what does oh actually let's go this coming year for you and, and the next year, it doesn't need to just be basketball wise, but what does success look like to you? Um to finish out your college career? What will you be able to walk out of college feeling like I'm I'm where I want to be and I'm I'm leaving feeling like I have momentum going to the next chapter of my life. What Mm -hmm. would this, you know, this time next year, what do you hope to have accomplished?
1: I think success for me, like obviously you can measure it, like basketball wise, like how many wins we get, like how you play individually, like in the classroom, like grades. But I think for me, like if I can do something every day to become a better version of myself, like I call that a win, like whether it be working out a little bit more or studying a little bit more, like if I can just approach each day with a mindset where it's like I'm just going to do a little something to make myself a little bit better. So then by the end of the year, like you had 365 days where you got a little bit better, all of a sudden you're the best version of yourself at the end of the year. And that's really, that's really the only goal is like just keep bettering yourself every day, be the best possible version. So I think that's just what I try to do, um, especially going into senior year, like one more year in college, one more year with a team, leading a team. Like I think just being being a little bit better, a little bit better each day. I think that's my goal, and that's how I'm going to measure success.
0: Awesome. Well, I I have no doubt that you'll have an abundance of success. Hopefully not when we play you guys, but I, I do hope <laughs> you have a, I do hope you have a terrific game. Uh, I just hope just not know. that game. No, no, no yeah i just hope we <laughs> <I> win <appreciate laughs> that. but uh jay i'm glad we made this happen it started as a partially drunk conversation um and it turned into a terrific <laughs> podcast so this is this is awesome i'm glad to have you on um coach to what's the like, give, give a little plug Google socials all that what, what should we know
1: yeah so follow um at coach Deterli, all the content all the goals gold standard stuff um everything gets posted through that and then follow gold standard hoops um on instagram we got everything from all the way from youth elementary school stuff all the way to professional hoopers coming in like we got pat connington duncan robinson we got those guys in the gym this summer so follow all that stuff for for that content it's gonna be a big summer
0: i love it i should have worn my spread the work shirt i love that shirt I love, I love spread the word yeah g
1: made sure g made sure i was plugging plugging the plugging the company with the
0: hoodie so yeah I, I had it to looks sharp yeah get on gold go got some good stuff well jay thanks for coming on you're the man brother and we'll yes, stay sir. in touch all right let's get in the gym too
1: absolutely i right, appreciate man. it man out of blast thank you
0: all right jay take care brother